Amanda, I'm regretting our two month friendship. <laughs> when did we meet? We met in late August. In late August. Late August. It is November. <laughs> Why are you frustrated, Amanda? <laughs> you know, we met over a year ago. This is not true. We have been friends. We may have for met. For a while. But there was no friendship. We were friends. The first time I met Amanda, she no. told me she no. was so whole no. and so healthy. I'm getting a divorce. I literally could not be friends with her. <sighs> that being said, I've now found out that Amanda is healthy now. Why? I'm healthy? She has an inhaler, everyone. I don't think that means I'm healthy. I think it means the opposite. No, it means you're treating your weaknesses and now they're your strength. I'm so funny. She takes though. two puffs of an inhaler. She out hike you any day, anytime. Mount Whitney, it's her bitch. Girl, yes. did you hear my cough? She Are did. you sure? Amanda <laughs>, coughs like she's about to throw up. I'm learning new <laughs> things about you. It depends. This is like... This is, like, coming from my soul. I don't understand. Why is your soul in your stomach? I my question. Know. I literally, I use that fucking inhaler and I start bubbling in my lungs. I think that it's burning me. I ate so much food last night. <laughs> what? <laughs> how did... You want to know how I got there? No. How did we get there? Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> how did we get here? <laughs> Not even the podcast hosts know. Um, so I'm Amanda. Week. Oh. So I'm Amanda. For this week only. <laughs> and that's Divya. We've only known each other since August. I'm apparently. not actually. I kind of feel tentative about that. I think we actually probably knew each other starting like two weeks ago. Girl, we've been living together since May. She would not talk to me. Just iced out. I'd walk out from the bathroom. She'd be like, who is this person? Yeah, I'd I would not look know at her. her and I'd be like, why are you here? We need to Disgusting. take down the Halloween decorations. I'm just going to use No. This. Yes. No. We're recording this on November 3rd, the most holy of days. How? Because 11 plus 3 is 14. And then 14 divided by 2 is 7. Are you throwing fucking numerology into this? I guess seven is how many members of BTS there is. And that's very important. How do you feel? Less, am I supposed to cry on podcasts? If you're not real, <laughs> how, how do I feel this way? Well, babies. <laughs> oh. They've gone to the military. Not yet. They're going to the military. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's upsetting. 2025, I'll be 25, and they'll be back. Oh, it's so weird that you're a 2000s baby. I'm not a 2000s baby. Excuse me, I'm a 2000 baby. 2000 and is absolutely disgusting. I have just 2000. Neat, clean. I... I'm allowed to draw my making... lines of prejudice wherever I want them. You're not making this any better for yourself. I am. I, I found out... myself. I found out that one of the co-ops... Co-ops, meaning that they are still in school, for those who are unaware. Um, and also means they just randomly work six months at a company. Yeah. It actually means that a company takes advantage of them for six months. And they get some education out of it. 
maybe. It's an equal and fair trade. (laughs) For those who can't tell, that's my sarcastic voice. It's not like we get them so that they can do work without having to pay for a full-time salary and a whole new employee. Or give them any kinds of benefits. What are, why would they need benefits? (laughs) They're clearly still being supported by their parents. That is the case. Maybe. For 50% of co-ops. 50%? I I think it's that high. I think it would at least be 50%. That they're being supported by their parents? Yeah. God damn it. I mean, think about the schools that we recruit from. They're largely private universities. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You get your couple scholarship students down the pipeline, but that's what I equate for the 50%. Yeah, yeah. What was the what was that noise? That sounded like you were about to say something and then had a stroke. She was like, yeah, yeah. I did. It came from the depths of my soul. My I hate this. What? I hate this. What do you hate? Life. Mm. You know what I realized? Luke what? is our live studio audience. <laughs> he doesn't even laugh. He smiles though. <laughs> he hates the podcast. He's he's he throws his fists up in a tantrum. Yeah, he hates it. It's terrible. We should just quit now. Amanda. Yeah. Tell me things. What am I telling you? What's this podcast about? No. <laughs> 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 Every time I go to describe it to someone, you know what I do now? Yeah. I go. Okay, so every week we have a topic, uh-huh. and then we don't talk about the topic. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday she started, no, yesterday, not yesterday, like last week, we were explaining it to some co-workers, and she goes, we use Webster's Dictionary definitions. <laughs> and I was like, girl, that is not selling anyone on the podcast. Um, it sold me. Did it really? I'm the only person who thinks that's funny. And you know what? It's fine. So we do talk about the topic, but at the very end. Well, well, so we have topics, mm-hmm. but we start as far away from those topics as possible. And then by the end, we have to at least say the topic or something along those lines. Honestly, it's still pretty loosely defined. Um, if this was an engineering specification, it would have like really wide tolerances, you know. And that is the sound of crickets. <laughs> Crickets for that absolute nerd reference. She took one hit of an inhaler and was like, I'm a nerd for life. I'm going to cry. I'm going to it. I'm going to punch myself in the face. We actually really, really support getting treated for your asthma. Please go get treated. I don't. You know what? You don't have asthma. You're a wuss. I'm saying to myself. Why? All right. Tell me... Tell me things. What other things do I have to tell you? Oh, the topic this week was... (laughs) (laughs) She forgot the purpose of recording our conversations. They are supposed to be somewhat streamlined. (laughs) It is after work on a Thursday. I've had a few glasses of wine. I am completely sober. What is the topic? It is. It's surf and turf, if you could not hear that through her <laughs> hacking. I'm not hacking anymore. I'm just a little fucked up over here. Why am I coughing more with the stupid inhaler? It's a scam. 
<laughs> it's scam. Yesterday, quote from Amanda, I feel so much better Shut after up. taking my inhaler. It feels up. worse for a little bit, but then I immediately feel so much better. It's a scam. It's how they're getting your money. Who is they? Kaiser Permanente. Did your story start at Kaiser Permanente? No. That would have been really good. Yeah, that would have been so good. Wait, am I starting? You are starting, because remember, I started Lighthouse Week. We also haven't... Wait. I started Lighthouse Week. We're being way too chaotic. You need to... You're up here. Audience, I know you can't see this, but take your arm, like, put your hand out flat, and then put your hand roughly above your head, okay? That's where Divya is right now. All right, now I want you to drop that hand. Like, around your tits. Yeah? That's where she needs to be. I need to be at your tits. <laughs> <laughs> I broke Amanda, everyone. <laughs> Lewis, can you give us a goddamn definition of surf and turf, please? Now it's Lewis's turn to do the definition. Lewis, <laughs> what the fuck? You <laughs> the entire Webster's Dictionary defines surf and turf as seafood and steak served as a single course. You're welcome. (laughs) Wait, so you want me to start my story? I don't even remember my notes anymore. What the fuck is my story about? So this episode, forewarning, is going to be rough. (laughs) We normally write our notes on the day of. (laughs) Yeah, because we're dysfunctional. We will start the thinking process a week before, but this time we are... It's highly meditative. Our recording schedule's been moved around a bunch, so we wrote our notes, like, a week ago. <laughs> so they are not yeah, fresh. We, okay, so we were going to record... On Sunday. On Friday. Friday and then Luke week. and I went backpacking, so... Or, what happened on Friday? Why didn't we record then? Yeah, what happened on Friday? I don't remember. Oh, we had the podcasting recording must have. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. had we had technical issues. issues. Yeah. So then we were like, we're gonna record on Sunday. Except then Luke and I got back from a backpacking trip, and we were just like, no. And Divya was like, agreed. Mm-hmm. So then we were gonna record on Tuesday, but Divya's dysfunctional ass team. Let's not call them dysfunctional on the podcast. Divya's team, who she loves very much, was very confused about when they were going to have her team dinner, and it was all of a sudden on Tuesday. Very confused. Yeah. Um, And now it's Thursday. And it's this Thursday. was kind of the plan as of Tuesday. So. Yeah. So now we're on plan. We're on target. And now Amanda's on her story. Oh, God. Okay, so Surf and Turf. Is, is that you're starting there? Yeah, I'm starting with Surf and Turf. Like I said, loosely defined. No. Um, I'm going to start by telling you my sources, as I always do. So. Her sources are up her butt. Please take that out. I regret saying it. Nope. Too late. It so- goes to the interwebs now interwebs so sources vice news i love vice news uh i don't think i actually finished putting my sources on here just vice news <laughs> no so it's vice news the southern poverty poverty law center and then i think there was one more but 
I kind of forgot what it was. Anyway, to you out there that I stole material from, thank you. If it's your material. <laughs> Please don't sue me. <laughs> Please. Um, cool. Okay, so. Things are starting off a bit intense. Um, not as intense as last time. I'm not talking about prison. Actually, maybe slightly more intense. Anyway, Do we're going to have fun facts this week. <laughs> no, there's no fun facts this week. Highly dysfunctional. Um, this week, we're starting off by talking about extremism in the military. Facts. Go off, girl. So I was watching this Vice News video, and it was about American terrorism, and it was specifically focused on extremism in the military and how that's like become a big problem. And the military is, one... Recruiting more radical people to begin with, and two, radicalizing everyday citizens, and then three, giving them training and power to kill people. That's generally what I thought the military was to begin with. None of this is very surprising for me. (laughs) This is fair. But it's been a long-standing issue that has gotten significantly worse in recent years. Um... All the way up to things like the January 6th insurrection that occurred. Um, Which we're still prosecuting people for. Yeah. That's how many people were involved. Like, our judicial system could not keep up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, little, just a few stats to scare the shit out of everyone. This is all about right-wing groups by the way. I didn't focus at all on any left-wing groups because while there is extremism and sometimes they can be violent, they tend to be fewer, less organized, and less violent. You're so well-spoken. What? You're so well-spoken. Am I really? I am. I'm sincerely saying that. You also look pretty today. So anyway, there are- I did not know how to handle that compliment. <laughs> That was what happened there. It Just so everyone knows. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> don't give people compliments when they don't like them. I'm only telling the truth. It's your fault that it sounds like a compliment. I... Victim shaming. Victim shaming? You're the victim of my compliments and I'm shaming you for it. Damn, this is like somebody that walks past a girl and is like, wow, girl, you're beautiful. Oh, you didn't like that? Oh, that was harassment? Mm, maybe you shouldn't take it so personally. Stop being a bitch. The world's new cat caller. I came down to me from God. You know how they were like, God has a prophet that comes down to earth? Yeah. Mm-mm. He has a cat caller that comes down to earth. And it's me. I'm sexy. I'm suave. <laughs> I'll be throwing compliments left and right. I'd be taking over the job from men's everywhere and showing them the right way to do it. Have you ever seen the dude that does catcalling, but it's, like, nice? Yeah. I also think I have some problems with it, though. Sure. But it's really funny when he just goes, Hey, girl, you look like you unpack your bags as soon as you come back from a vacation in them. Yeah. That's so... It's so good. I, I think it is very funny. Yeah. But I do think it still terrifies women because he is a man with a megaphone. <laughs> hey, girl. And, like, so many women are initially so terrified. I'm yeah. like, I get it, but I also, like, it's a fun social experiment. 
The best ones are when he does it to dudes, though. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. The dudes don't expect it, but they're like, whoa. Thank you for the compliment. <gasps> Thank okay. you for the compliment. Uh, okay. Stats okay. time. So, the number of right-wing extremist groups in the United States as of 2021. Guess. Like 30? 200? Uh, up. 5,000? 5,000? Why? It was 5,000 too high? That is way too high. So it's 488, and somehow that number feels less exciting now. <laughs> <laughs> I stole it, thunder. I'm also the god of thunder. Fucking Zeus. I'm gonna Okay, okay, so you're thinking about this for a second, though. 488. They That's all like got their own following. per state. Yeah. Can you imagine 10 extremist groups in I'm the state of I'm just surprised that they're Island? so varied. Like, why don't they, why aren't they all part of one big extremist group? Like, there's gotta be slightly varying ideologies, and it's crazy that there's enough varying ideologies for 484. Imagine you and five other really stubborn people are sitting in a room. I'm not calling you stubborn, sorry. Imagine there are, like, five really stubborn people in a room. Well, now I can't be in the group anymore. <laughs> you were invited. They don't like Indian people. Indian people could start our own extremism cult. That's what most they have. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> anyway, in the U.S., these extremist groups tend to be. So five people are in a room. Yeah. So so five people in a room. All of them are gonna have slightly different opinions on things, and if people get really up their own ass about it, then they have to go and make five different groups. Right? Like, mm. if one dude is like, eh, I don't really care about guns, but abortion? Then women should have children. So, this is also how I picture Christianity and all the different versions of Christianity went down. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. That is exactly what happened. Yeah. Okay. So, following off that stat, 92 of those 488 groups are specifically militias. Mm, what's the definition of malicious? A militia. Oh, which is, What did you think I said? Malicious. Militia. Oh, our militia. Yeah. Oh. Militias. Oh. I don't know the way I thought that word was pronounced, but I've only ever seen it read. Oh. I don't know why I thought it was like militia. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely militia. Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> all right tell me but about yeah. the militia <laughs> so militia groups uh -huh. um i mean they're just groups that are like we protect they got guns. Our people they got guns they got army surplus they got bombs sometimes 92 they got grenades you got a 92 tiny armies yeah crazy not all of them are gonna be like that big or aggressive but there are ones that are, like, heavily armed mm. and have bombs. They have bombs. Well, that is part of the American citizen's right, okay? The right to bear arms. And if you can't respect that, get the fuck out of my podcasting studio. Yeah, don't take my bear arms. They're so fluffy and warm. That was such a Luke joke. <laughs> and Luke didn't even laugh for it. <laughs> He's literally sitting there on his phone. He hates us. 
Okay. All right. 92 militias. I should be. I am against. I think we should have gun regulation. I just want to say that. I think we should have bear arm regulations. We're so... <laughs> what is the right word for this? Corny! <laughs> you got... You're a corn coming off you. And that was me being corny. Please, let's continue. Let's it's corn! <laughs> it's got the juice. Um, 52 conspiracy groups. 52 groups of people around this country. Specifically, just together because of conspiracies uh and then 75 sovereign citizen groups Mm. you know what a sovereign citizen is it's some asshole that thinks that if he doesn't pay property (laughs) i say he very specifically it does tend to be men um it's an asshole that Mm. thinks that if they don't pay property taxes and don't sign their driver's license then they technically aren't a u.s citizen man if that sounds familiar at all, have you have you heard about a sovereign citizen? I have not. It's a brand new topic. I'm okay. sharing it. I'm like fully staring at you in disbelief. Okay. Well, for the audience, if you've recently heard the term sovereign citizen, it's probably because of the Daryl Brooks case. You know who Daryl Brooks is? This is not the part of internet I'm on. <laughs> you need you need a better for you page. I read the New York Times Daily. If the New it's York- been in there. Then I have been skimming the New York Times Daily. <laughs> hey, I also- you know a lot of the Buccaneers players are <laughs> injured right now? Shout out to Amanda, who asked me, was Amanda just bullying you, or did she also know it from the New York Times Daily? I did, I did. Um, this is also a callback to a story that we told previously on the podcast because divi and i can't help just making some fun of let's ourselves not constantly. retell it let's tell them if you want to hear the story go listen to a previous episode <laughs> which episode i want to say it wasn't the lighthouses one it's got to be city states it's probably even earlier than that you think we did it during vampires oh i forgot we didn't even know each other in august we did not know each other when we filmed vampires that was fake camaraderie happening yeah. um all right, so Daryl Brooks, he's an asshole. He hit a bunch of people with his car during the during a Black Lives Matter protest. He Yikes. killed like six people. Oh my god! Or maybe he injured six people. I. <laughs> Man, that's such a big difference. No, I'm going with. Wait, let me. She at the beginning of every episode, a minute goes. Here are my sources that misquotes her sources. <laughs> This one, I didn't actually, I didn't actually, she didn't actually, da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, six, yeah, yeah, we have six people. He killed them? So. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and now he's trying to like get off completely by being like, I'm a sovereign citizen, so you can't charge me. That can't be a legal defense that works, though. He's trying. Uh, that's the way that gets past the Supreme Court. He's also his own legal defense. <laughs> yeah, so that's just going to flail. <laughs> um, so, yeah, these groups are... Did I just say that shit's going to flail? You did. You did. <laughs> I didn't mean it exactly like that. Like, I thought it would flail in court. I yeah. didn't mean to say fail and then said flail. I like flail. 
I, I did mean flail, but yeah. it just sounds so weird when I said it. No, I see him, like, in the middle of the courthouse, just flailing Flailing. around. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. He should flail in hell. Um, (laughs) So these groups, you know, tend to be super white, super racist, super paranoid, and have existed for a really long time. But like I said before, they've been getting bigger and more popular recently and have specifically become much more public recently. Um, And now we're going to go away from, like, the military aspect, mm-hmm. which I never even really talked mm-hmm. about, except for the militia part of it. Just know that, like, in these groups, like the Oath Keepers and the Three Percenters, uh, what's the other main big one? Oh, the Proud Boys. Mm-hmm. A lot of these folks tend to be veterans. Ah, okay, there's the link. Yeah. We need better support for our veterans so they don't feel the need to go do this shit. Yeah, so they feel supported and loved by the government. And the people. So, now, I'm going to tell you a little history of some of these extremist events in this country. Okay. So, a big push that started a lot of these groups more recently... This is all recent history, starting in the 90s. This is when things started becoming public, and, like, you would see news reports about things. Right. Cool. Sorry, I just really zoned out, because I started thinking about my chicken stock. I got chicken stock on the stove, guys. My goodness. Sorry. Continue. Have you heard of Ruby Ridge? Ruby Ridge. It sounds familiar, but I don't... I can tell you a fact about it. Oh, I'm also going to start using this as a way to teach Divya... American history facts for her citizenship test. I don't think that this is actually going to be... 15 days. I do need to download the citizenship. I had a dream that I went to the office and I was like, how did I get here? I thought I had more time and I took the test and I didn't know anything. Okay. Divya, mm-hmm. listen. The Second Amendment? The right to... Big fluffy bear arms. Bear arms. Bear arms. Bear arms. Yeah. First Amendment? Doesn't matter. Doesn't exist. Isn't that the right to free speech? What? No free speech? There's a little cartoon X above my mouth now. <laughs> anyway, we, we we joke here, guys. Do we? Is that what we've been doing? <laughs> yes. Tell me your story. We're, We're never going to get rights. through your story. Okay. <laughs> So, Ruby Ridge. Mm. Ruby Ridge was a big situation that really pissed off a lot of people, caused, it's been a huge, um, what's the right word, martyr for a lot of right-wing groups since the 90s. It happened in 1992. And basically what happened was there was this dude, he was stockpiling a lot of weapons, and the feds came and tried to raid his property, and he defended his property and his wife and his son got killed and Mm -hmm. it was very bad basically atf fucked up big and since then it's just been a huge like if anybody if you ever step on gun rights and that kind of stuff people will go back to ruby ridge and how bad that was and how people have the right to guns and it's a whole Mm -hmm. big thing anyway Then, 
The Oklahoma City bombing happened in 1995. You know anything about this one? No. So this also ties back into the kind of extremism in the military thing. Timothy McVeigh was one of the perpetrators, and he had served in the military. He had been, like, partially radicalized before that. Um, But once he was in the military, he was, like, he went south. He went south fast. And one of the big things that he cited later in as one of the reasons why, like, he became super radical. Mm -hmm. He was obsessed with this thing called the anarchist cookbook. It's not a good thing. Um, What? It's like their, like, communist manifesto type thing? Yeah, kind of. Except it teaches you how to make bombs. Yikes. Yeah. And do other, it's like a survivalist type thing almost. That also teaches you how to make explosives. Oh. Yeah. Mm. And this is like, this is, this is where things get a little rough. Because we have freedom of speech, this is still something that you can buy and consume in the U.S. And that's totally fine. Just can't. If we had better education around it. Yes. And tell people how to identify. Yes ideologies that do not consider them as a person but merely as a weapon yes what a concept um anyway in a lot of other places it is actually banned i'm sure that people still get their hands on it but Mm -hmm. whatever in 1999 alex jones started infowars have you heard of infowars this sounds like a name i have heard yeah this guy is nuts Mm. i think he's yeah, he, I think he still does Infowars. Um, I know he was doing it through Trump's presidency, so yes. Mm. Um, he just like spouses a bunch of anti-government conspiracies and... <laughs> I'm sorry, I put a very specific note on here. It just says gay frogs. Gay <laughs> frogs? He had this thing where he went on a rant for like 30 minutes about how all the water was contaminated and it was turning frogs gay. <laughs> and that is actually the only clip of InfoWars that I've ever seen. <laughs> the water's making you gayer. Anyway. And immediately Infowar- he drinks a little sip of the water puts his hands out like this. <laughs> I did the little... I don't know how to explain that without being offensive on the podcast. I think it already might be. Um, anyway. Yes. Gay frogs. Gay frogs. This is, like, widely considered to be one of the first big... right-wing platforms to exist in the country. Okay. And is, like, very much responsible for the way that a lot of other right-wing platforms tend to present themselves Mm. um and it's also been great not great but great for its own popularity at like getting out a lot of these fringe conspiracy theories that people across the country wouldn't know otherwise okay yeah so that also gives people a community which sometimes isn't great so now we skip some time. I I don't know what happened, but I kind of think that, like, in the early 2000s, there was, like, a lull. Maybe because of, like, 9-11 happening, all of a sudden everybody was like, oh, America. We have one Sorry. enemy. 
It's anyone who's brown. Oh, Divya. I'm correct. Um, so then in 2009, uh, dude and his nine-year-old daughter were murdered because the leader of an extremist militia group used his power to have these people killed, and I think he, like, stole stuff from them. I don't exactly remember what the reason was, but... Yikes. Yeah, yeah and that was basically one of the first cases of, like, a militia group going out and attacking people for seemingly no reason. hmm Yeah. Then, shit started going crazy in the 2020s. I wonder why. I wonder why, too. What happened in the 2020s? It feels weird to call it that when it's only been it two years really into it. It really does. Almost. We're almost at 2023, though. But we've had a lot of extremist shootings recently. We've had a lot of protests. Um, we had the case where our dude, Daryl Brooks, sovereign citizen, mm-hmm. ran people over. Yep. Yeah. I don't even think that was the only one that happened. Maybe it was the only one that, like got the media attention people but there were definitely others um there was the attempted kidnapping of the michigan governor did you ever hear about this no yeah and then there were also huge intense protests that happened um and most recently nancy pelosi's husband oh yeah nancy pelosi's husband just got attacked look at me being so relevant that was me being relevant. Shut up. I, you I can't get credit happened. for me skimming the New York Times Daily. I'm talking about... This is true. Amanda's relevant. She's a trendsetter. No, I'm not. She's the charm of the century. No. I hate it. Continue. And then, of course, there was the other thing. In 2020, there were a bunch of protests that happened. Um... Where these guys were just carrying around guns and weapons and trying to go into capitals. And, of course, then in 2021, the insurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that 2021? Yeah. Wasn't it, like, the end of December, like, December 2020? No, it was January 6th. Oh, you're right. I don't know why. It just feels like it should be longer ago. It should be. Yeah. It should have been, like, a thousand years ago. True. Facts. Um, so since then, things have kind of settled a bit, but there have been, like, recent articles and stuff that have said that, you know, while things are quieter, it's not gone, Mm -hmm. there's been somewhat of, like, a downshift, but still, overall, compared to, like, the early 2000s or the 90s, extremist activity in the U.S. is higher than it's ever been. Now... There have been a lot of really weird named festivals that happened. And the funniest one that I found is this is like festivals for conspiracy uh-huh. theories and QAnon and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. The funniest one that I found was called the Red Pill Festivals. Okay. That's really it. Like That's all matrix, I have to say. Like them. the Matrix? Yeah. Because these fucking people think that using a fucking movie reference is the best way to be like, oh yeah, you're not... You're not a part of the mainstream. You're not in the whole. <laughs> I don't even know. You're, you're not. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. They also use, like, I'm awake all the time. 
Interesting. Yeah. It's weird shit. I thought you were going to connect it to Surf and Turf now, and I expected, really expected the festival name to be the Surf and Turf ah, Festival. Hold on. I put this in a bullet. I'm going to read it word for word. Now you might be wondering why I'm telling you all about this. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Um. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so anticlimactic. So... This is how we connect back to Surf and Turf, mm. except it's not. I'm not telling you about Surf and Turf now. Actually, what I'm going to tell you about is my dad. Is your dad part of the Red Pill Festival? <laughs> not at all. But my dad is a super interesting dude. He is mostly not racist. He's not super racist for having been born in 1950. True. Yeah. The standards are lower the older you get. Yeah. He's pretty accepting, generally speaking. He's a nice guy. He's really awkward. He's super nerdy. He's like a fine person, right? Now, the thing where I'm going to tie these two together is that what is a key thing that causes extremism? Misinformation. Manipulation. And misinformation. But manipulation. Okay. Right. My dad loves talking about this kind of stuff. He finds it super fascinating. If he can try to understand how other people's brains work, he just feels like better at night. Right? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And I grew up having these kinds of conversations with him about a lot of different things. And that is why I am weird. Um, I'm a weird guy. You see me without this hat? I always have this fucking hat on. What? (laughs) You've never seen that scene from Riverdale season one? No. Doug Hag, I don't know, has like a little thing where he's like, you don't get it. I'm weird. Have you ever seen me without this fucking hat on? I'm a weird kid. It's very memeable. I quote it every time I wear a hat. All right. All right. I'm wearing a hat. I get it. I see it. So, back to my dad. Why does he find things like manipulation and misinformation so interesting? Because it pairs well with the surf and turf. No. <laughs> because my dad was raised in the Mormon church. Ah. Uh. His parents were, like, super religious. They, my grandpa actually had, like, a decent job. He worked for the government, and they basically gave away all of their money to the point where they couldn't, like, help their kids go to college or anything. Yikes. Yeah. But also great. Great? They gave their money away. To the Mormon church. They were really hiding earthly burdens. <sighs> That's probably how the Mormon... Church phrased it too. So anyway, yes, that is probably how. <laughs> Be free from your earthly burdens. Drop that green cash in my belly. Mm. Yeah. So even though like my dad's dad had a decent job and stuff, they grew up borderline poor. They had a house. They always had like place to sleep, but they didn't always have food. They didn't always have electricity. You know. So stupid. So anyway, my dad got out of that shit. He still loves talking about it, and he's, like, super open 
not about his specific situation. It actually is very hard to get up to talk about that. But he's super, like, understanding when it comes to things like extremism. Mm -hmm. Because he understands where it can come about. He doesn't always fully get why people don't just leave. But he gets the isolation and how being around, like, people that are just in that kind of forces you to also be in it. Otherwise, you have absolutely no support network. Mm-hmm. Right. Unfortunately, he doesn't understand individual manipulation, but that's a whole other story. And now I have a bullet in here that just says, Hey, Divya, what's your ACE score? And I don't really know what my brain was thinking at the time. Did I already say it on this podcast, too, Did at some you? point? I don't think so. That's not. I'd and rather I... not show off this. You just tried to advertise me as a potential love interest. <laughs> potential love interests have zero ACE scores. <laughs> just so you know. Unless you're into that manic pixie dream girl type thing, then I have 10. <laughs> my ACE score is 10. Love me, baby. Anyway. What? Your ACE score is 10? Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of ACE scores... The only way that I could connect with my dad growing up was by talking about things that he was super interested in. Like, the history, military, war, all that kind of crap. Why aren't all dads into war? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And for some reason, one of the things that he really liked to talk about was, like... Socioeconomics. That was such a long pause for the word socioeconomics. I forgot the word. <laughs> what talking about? It was like it a is. dramatic reveal effect. You were like, and today we're going to talk about... Listen, in my brain, I was going through our old conversations and crying. So... Yeah. <sighs> that was me crying. My dad likes to tell me random bullshit. Like, the fact that... <sighs> so much random bullshit okay he thinks that i really enjoy this stuff which sometimes i do but he'll it's his just, way it's his bid for affection this man yeah this man will walk up to me and be like amanda i was thinking about it the other day and it makes so much sense that medieval kings only ate meat even though they knew it wasn't good for them and i was like that's great dad it's a status quo thing yeah it is and you know what that's called Manipulation? Conspicuous consumption. Conspicuous consumption. Yeah. So conspicuous consumption is basically when people spend money on frivolous things. So this is how... Okay. All right. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. These are things that, like, aren't even... Like, they can be gaudy. They may not taste good. Mm -hmm. They might not make sense together. But all they do is show off wealth, right? This is a term that was coined by a Dutch dude that moved to America and wrote a long-ass book called The Theory of the Leisure Class in nineteen in 1899. You know what this reminds me of? What? King's Log. <laughs> you seen that yeah. episode of Disenchanted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. The Gout episode. Yeah. The, yeah. He, like, um, so basically there's a show called Disenchanted. Um, and there's a Disenchantment. King- Correct. Disenchanted is the new sequel to Enchanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Disenchantment, which is this cartoon show, they have this character called King Zog, and he tries to get gout. Why is Luke laughing? <laughs> because I was... I took a sip from my water bottle and I was trying to put it down super quietly and he made eye contact with me. It lasts for that! That was funny to you! I got Physical all comedy. Anyways, so there's this King uh, Zog character and one day his one of his King Pals comes around and he's like, you don't have gout? Are you kidding me? You can't like sit with us and you are a poor, poor king. And so he tries to get gout actively and he's so proud of himself when his like legs start to swell up and stuff until they tell him that he has to cut off his leg. And his friend shows up and he's like, yeah, you didn't know? And shows him like all his missing limbs. <laughs> it's a great episode. Yeah, it's really good. And it does fit in perfectly, except conspicuous consumption when the term was first created was actually kind of a derogatory term for the middle class that was growing and for the first time could afford luxury items that people considered like they shouldn't have mm-hmm. and it was probably all rotisserie chicken probably i had rotisserie chicken for the first time in my life guys it's so bland what are you guys doing <laughs> i don't get it all right continue. so yeah so um conspicuous consumption also relates back to supply and demand do you mm. know why because the, the more demand there is, the less supply there is. And then people want it more as a status item. Not necessarily. When supply is lower, demand goes up, and then people want it more. Also not necessarily. It's like a very, very specific set of circumstances. I where you like have to, to have both low supply and high demand, and that's what creates a luxury item. That is what I just said. Huh? I did say that. No, you said it. You said both things, but they were not. Did so you said? think that was the latter thing I said? <laughs> Luke is laughing. Luke, did you say it? Yeah. You. <laughs> but, but it's like, there's a really interesting set of circumstances that cause something to rise from being just a normal item into a luxury item. Like... Low supply and high demand. <laughs> it I'm also out. has to be branded and develop a certain reputation. Okay. Yeah. Give me an example. I have the best example. Oh, yeah? Lobster. Oh, she's got the surf. Bring the turf. Lobster used to be a poor people food. Nobody wanted to deal with it. It was messy, disgusting, smelled bad. Right? Right. During the revolutionary times, like right before the Revolutionary War, Bostonians literally threw lobsters at the British. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it is one of my favorite fun facts of history. Um, it was considered too much work, too little reward, and too abundant to have an actual large sticker price. Yeah. They also used to feed it to prisoners. Fun fact. Connects back. <laughs> No. It's a throwback, y'all. No, that wasn't intended. It's not a throwback. It's a callback. I just couldn't think of the right word. It's a callback. Throwback, y'all. Throwback now, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now, thanks to overfishing and global warming, lobster has become so much less available. And at some point, people decided that, hey, this shit actually tastes fine good some people like it i don't like it but that's fine 
So now it's considered a luxury item and it has super high demand and it's expensive. So we get more rich people food. Now, if we pair our lovely, lovely lobster with something else that is expensive because it's either low supply or high quality, something along those lines, right? This is how we reach what is considered to be the perfect example of conspicuous consumption. A dish that needs no introduction with ingredients that shouldn't go together. They really have no culinary, like, they don't do anything for each other. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Surf and turf. Surf and turf. We started where? In the cold, cold crevices of extremist militias in America. And we've ended at a warm, warm plate of surf and turf. Disgusting. All of it. Story starts when it was hot and it was summer and... Are you actually starting your story? It was hot and it was summer and... No. <laughs> Did you, are you going to start your story anytime soon? Did we take an intermission? I'm like letting the chocolate chip cookie hit my brain. I'm okay. on a calorie deficit. <laughs> I really you know what that means. a calorie deficit? Why don't you try Costco chocolate chip cookies? No, you have to word it like this. You have a calorie deficit. You're entitled to <laughs> the Costco-sized chocolate chip cookie. They provide absolutely no nutritional value and will give you diabetes in 10 to 20 years. Grab one and go in here Costco. What? Costco. You skipped the... You skipped part of it. You gotta do the but they will. Oh, I haven't seen an ad since I downloaded ad block on my computer. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't seen an ad since... We I watch sports home? with Austin. Oh, God. Ugh. Sports. Sports ball. We've immediately alienated all of our male audience. Hey, did you catch the game? Yes. I also love my wife. Louis <laughs> 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 mm. is shaking his head. <laughs> I guess he doesn't want me to come to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One eight hundred. So talking about miles. people we met at dinner last night. <laughs> what? <laughs> we went to a delightful Thanksgiving dinner, where someone mentioned a show called White Lotus. Do you remember that? Hey, do you like sports? Did you catch the game last night, Amanda? I'm not off this yet. We did it. The game happened. Someone slapped wow. the each other's butts. Did you see so and so make that touchdown? Yeah, it's great. He's been cr- he's been just terrible all season. I know what he's doing. I don't know what the coach is doing. I feel the need to call you Greg. You feel the need to call me Greg? Greg. Janine. No, I should be a dude name. Janine. <laughs> It's actually because I think there's two characters named Greg and Janine in Abbott Elementary, so you said Greg and I immediately went Janine. Oh, God. All right, tell us your story. Yeah, so we were at dinner last night. 
Chocolate chip cookie beans. Oh, so I remember when we were at <laughs> No, actually, I forgot. You forgot? Yeah. Um, well, someone was talking about White Lotus. Did I eat dinner last night? No. White Lotus. Yes. Let me guess. It's about a flower. No. Damn it, Amanda. Stop taking things so literal. <sighs> no, anyways. <laughs> definitely have ADHD. We went to dinner last night. And someone was talking about the show White Lotus. And someone was talking about the show White Lotus. And like, I knew it was a show, uh-huh. but immediately my first thought was like, the Chinese cult, White Lotus. And I didn't say that, oh, yeah. thankfully. Um, but I'm going to tell you about him. Just a little bit. Okay? A small blurb. Wait, did you do your notes last night? Or did you update your notes? Was this already happening? I predicted that this was going to happen, so I could segue it into a Thursday. Did you redo your notes last night? I didn't do anything last night. I ate so much In-N-Out shake on top of the very heavy Thanksgiving meal I had, and then I tried not to throw up before I fell asleep. Sexy. Yep. Um, (laughs) The White Lotus is a Chinese cult. Okay, it's yes. founded by a Buddhist monk in the 12th century. So it's like the 11, the 1300s. Oh, that's old. Yeah. This is like Black Plague times. Yeah. Awesome. It's, Let's go. It's an offshoot of Buddhism, basically. Okay. With a variation that like Buddha is gonna come down from the heavens to grant salvation. So it's like Buddhism, but with like a Christian twist. A little Christian seasoning. Excuse me. What do you think Christianity is about? Actually, Jesus comes back down. This is more like Judaism. Okay, then I have no idea what religion is. Anyway, the reason I found this cult so compelling is it's, like, very popular with, like, the poor people and women. Because, like, their figure of, like, worship is this thing called an eternal mother. Who is supposedly going to gather up all of her children at the end of the millennium. Which, if you think about it, would have been 2000 when I was born. So Wait. I'm hereby making the statement that I am the eternal mother. Can you imagine being an eternal mother? I'd kill all my kids. I'm gathering them all up. I already want to kill my cats. And I'm then not I put them in a stew. What? Put all my children in a stew. <laughs> they didn't tell you what they were going to do after they gathered you all up. Stew. The right answer to anything is soup. No. (laughs) So I have inserted talking points 
There's only two of them, but here's one of them. Oh, I love that you're telling me that you inserted talking points. It says talking point colon, so now I have to say it out loud. Oh, um, what would you, Amanda, center your personal cult around? I have to think about this. My personal cult? Whew, if I could have my own cult. So many things. Wait, wait. This is like what our ideology is, huh? Yeah, essentially. Man, it's not what I can make them do. Okay. I have to really think about this. Um, would you like but, me to come back to you? Or would you yeah, like you want to tell me about your personal cult? Oh, I wasn't going to tell you anything. I was just going to move on with my story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. I actually, like, I have this really dumb concept about how people like heaven and hell exist you know how some people say they like see a light or they don't or they Mm -hmm. see darkness or whatever right yeah i think it's just your brain the last second of your existence having like a stroke because you don't actually want to die you just like make heaven or hell and it's whatever you feel so you're stating science as your cult well, no, but think about, like, if you're about to never exist, right? Right. And you have that, like, last second, and your brain just, like, lulls you into peace. Or doesn't. But it's, like, your last electrical impulses running through your body ever. What if you experience that for an eternity? And it's whatever you think you deserve. So my cult... It's the cult of good feels. Ain't it's nobody almost like the opposite of like, you know, like the super, super left people that are basically like, anything that lends you comfort is terrible. Yeah. It's the opposite. Yeah. yeah. I like it. It's also like, kind of sad. Because if you think about like a psychopath, they experience heaven. It's not fucked up. Yeah. It's my own thought. I'm just telling you how fucked up I think it is. Yeah. Well, then you just gotta screen your cult members. You know what I mean? Yeah. Only good people get good feels. That's fair. Yeah. To be fair, audience, I'm, I'm definitely sending myself to hell. So, I don't even know why I think this. Anyway. Uh, it's hot. It's hot. It is. Oh, so the hot. flames! We're doing the podcast So sexy. Oh, the devil. Oh, yeah. Okay, you can tell your story now. (laughs) I can just shake his head. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to jump a little bit, okay? We're going to jump to the 19th century, um, which is like the 1800s. That's a lot of centuries. Yes, a ton of centuries. Wait, I thought you said the 12th century was the 1300s. Did you? I lied. It's the 1100s. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed it as soon as I said it, but I was like, let's just move past that real quick. (laughs) I honestly couldn't have told you which way it actually goes. Yeah, I know. I made a guess. I made a 15-15 guess and I was wrong. (laughs) No, you were right. Um, anyways, my sources for this one are Wikipedia, Britannica, 
and then an <laughs> MIT paper. Nice. What's the MIT paper? I will tell you when we get to it. Spicy. Because the title spoils it a little bit. Mm. Okay. Um, so, the, the White Lotus Cult, it lives very well amongst the people. It lasts, obviously, at least seven centuries because our story continues here. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of all this, because it's popular among the poor and women, it's like almost something that lends them strength and power to fight against forces that they don't necessarily have control over. Ergo, the White Lotus is a cause for a lot of rebe- rebellions at the time. Okay. Um, so in China at this time, there is a dynasty. I didn't write it down in my notes, so I don't remember which one it is, but okay. it's one of those. All right. You know, the dynasties. Um, but there's two major revolts happening right now. Um, there's a Taiping Rebellion happening kind of up north, and then there's the Nian Re- Rebellion that's happening in eastern and central Chinese provinces. The Nian Rebellion is the one I want to talk about a little bit more. Okay. Um, it's a smaller one, and as I said, it happens in the eastern and central Chinese provinces. Um, the Nian, which is the rebellion's name, is also the name for these motley bands of peasants, army deserters, and salt smugglers. You know what I hate? Mm. Peasants. You hate peasants? I want to get down and dirty with the peasants. Those are my people. Yeah. I'm their eternal mother. I'm gathering them up at the end of the millennium for my <laughs> yummy, yummy stew. That's what my chicken stock in the What I'm is hearing is you love peasants because you want to eat them disgusting um yes we're talking about record do peasants still exist it's like a term that's used anymore and i bet yes in developing countries i'm so sorry i don't think they use the word peasants but i think like the same level of like terribleness somewhat exists Hmm. I don't know. No, that sounds about right. Yeah. The, the world still sucks. Um, anyways, these Nian, these motley bands, I don't really know what motley means, but it was there in the Wikipedia, or the Britannica in this case. I dare you. Stop saying motley bands. Start saying motley crews. Why? What's a motley crew? No, just say it. Just is she going to make me say something racist against white people? No. I'm desperately trying to gain citizenship into your country. Please let me in. No, no, no. No, you're fine. Just just anytime you have motley bands, just say motley crews, okay? This is so suspicious. No, no, no. No, it's fine. You can just look it up later. Do it. Do it. Okay. Do it on my behalf. The motley crews. And I'm gonna keep... Is that the right band? Am I doing the right? That's Ario Speedwagon. What am I doing? Ooh, what's a Motley Crue song? I'm coming home. I'm coming. I'm coming home. I'm coming back to you, baby. Coming back to you. Um, I'm on my way. That's the one. That's why t- I just told you that. I know, but I had to think of how it actually goes. <laughs> Set me free. So Motley Crews. Mm-hmm. Yes, these Motley Crews are, they all kind of subscribe to these White Lotus secret society type things that were happening back then. Okay. Because it empowered the poor and the women. In this case, mostly the poor. Uh, 
This is not one of our women rebellions. They are not as cool as our Bangladeshi counterparts that we talked about in City States. I'm so happy that you're switching up your types of rebellion. Uh, you know me. Variety. Keeping it diverse. Diverse. You know, we cover topics as far as women rebellion to poor people rebellion. Okay. <laughs> You've talked about prisons twice. Um, excuse me. I talked about a <laughs> crazy ass sovereign citizen trying to defend himself from prison. It's it's moderately different. Diversity. Anyways, why why do these people want to rebel so badly, you ask? She didn't ask, because she was still on why did, about something else. Why did these motley crews want us to rebel? So, so in 1851, there's this Yellow River flood. Wait, Divya? I'm sorry, I had to ask again. So why did these Motley crews want to rebel so badly? Girl, I'm gonna murder you. One of these days, my fists will beat your face. I don't mean that. I would never enact violence upon you and your kid. It's okay, I'm autistic, so I believe it. <laughs> Throw at me. Little fluff. Violence! I threw fluff from my sweatshirt. I'm rebelling against this. Um, so I wanted to tell everyone so desperately about the 1851 <laughs> Yellow River Flood. <laughs> this shit, terrible. Terrible. Um, hey, Divya. Amanda, stop distracting me! Is it terrible? Let me tell Or is it terrible okay you can tell your story now i'm sorry <laughs> he hates us he doesn't want me to come to dinner <laughs> uh, so we may be asking what happened in this flood that was so bad <laughs> hey divya divya what happened with these motley crews <laughs> So they, they rebelled. <laughs> For the final time, folks. The 1851 Yellow River Flood. That's what was happening. What was so bad about this flood? We never got to it. But I'll tell you now. It basically fucked up hundreds of thousands of square miles of, like, homes, villages, farms, and immense loss of life, okay? And the government is also dealing with the first opium war and also the ongoing Taiping Rebellion. Sure. And from this, you can figure out what dynasty it is because it's the first opium war. Do I have that information for you? No. I don't remember that. Man, That's like get? European history crap. First of all, Chinese history. Well, no, but I mean, that's something I would have unfortunately learned in AP European history. Rough. Yeah, because it was the British. Um, anyways... So they are super Wait, tired. I have to say something important. The British suck, y'all. Suck Amanda's dick. What? No, the British. Suck Amanda's dick. Why are the British sucking my dick? They just suck. Amanda's dick. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm allowed to have my moments of utter and complete insanity. That's my God-given right as the internal mother of the people. Okay. Soup. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most unhinged podcast I've ever done. 
<laughs> may only get worse from here. Yeah. So the government, super tired. They're like, uh, we fought the opium war, and now they're uh, rebelling, up, uh, uh, rebelling against us, and the Taiping Rebellion, and by the time the Nian Rebellion rolls around, they are like, we don't have time or money for you to like deal with you guys and help you guys out and set things right. So they get mad, obviously, and they rebel. Um, why I wanted to talk about this? Because this MIT paper that I found, I think is hilarious. It's hilarious only to me, and why? Because... I don't know. I'll explain as I tell you things. What is the MIT paper called? A surplus of men, a deficit of peace, security and sex ratios in Asia's largest states. Don't they still have a surplus of men? Don't they actively want a surplus of men? She never said it doesn't still exist. Yikes. She is, so she points out and these two female authors, Valerie Hudson and Andrea Denbor, um, they both are writing here. They are telling us about, like, historic events that they can point out, and they are making a jump, a conclusion, like, a hypothesis, essentially, of, like, this is when Chinese male ratios were kind of the worst, and you can directly see it reflected in a rebellion that happened during that time. One of the ones they write about is the Nian Rebellion. Um, they, so female infanticide causes a huge surplus of men. So when there's literally too many dicks around. Exactly. People... They have a name for this. They have a name for this. Oh my god, please. In Chinese, translated to English for your ears. Thank you. They are called bear sticks or bear branches. Because they are the male branches of the family tree that will never produce fruit. Because no one will marry them. (laughs) Yeah. So these bear sticks are generally between the ages of 24 and 35, like the ones that are causing this rebellion. Wait, I just have to say something. Our stories are basically the same. This is extremism in China. I mean, but they had a fair reason to be upset. This is literally incels. You think that half of the extremists in America aren't also incels? This is true. This is true. So, I'm going to drop some stats. Stats time. Stats time. So, an unmarried man between the ages of 24 and 35 Mm -hmm. is about three times as likely to murder another male as is a married man of the same age. Yeah, that's right. Better propose. (laughs) 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 Dun-dun-dun. T levels in men who court and then marry drop relative to men who do not. testosterone Mm -hmm. okay i wasn't sure if you literally meant (laughs) t the level of t they have in their lives there's no t for the married men their lives are peaceful good no um testosterone and then so in the neon rebellion or last stat is there's 129 men for every hundred women holy that's really bad yeah so this excess of men is like natural recruits for bandit gangs because they're not starting light and it's exacerbated because men who are rich will take on multiple wives during this period too so there's even less babes for these poor poor men poor poor men really they're poor like actually like yeah it sounds like they go and they seem really power poor and disempowered I mean, they are disempowered because the Nian, 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 Nian Rebellion gets squashed because the government finally finishes up with the Taiping Rebellion 
And um, they were using some, like, guerrilla hit-and-run tactics. But then the government, as soon as they had some resources, was like, we'll just blockade you. Oh, yikes. Never mind. They got blockaded, um, and the rebels were trapped and defeated. Okay. Who was part of this effort, you ask? No one asked. It's just me. Um, The men. No, a specific general. Oh, the blocking people. Yeah, the people who blockaded them in. Was General So. General So kind of went upstairs, finished up with the Taiping Rebellion, came downstairs, and finished up with the Nian Rebellion, and he is a very revered figure in China still. Because he's, like, upheld the government and that kind of thing. You say this like a dude doing his house chores. Why? He finished cleaning up upstairs, then he came down, he cleaned up downstairs, and he sweeped everything real good. I did. I did sweep up everything real good. Um... Okay, so he's a legend. He's a legend. Does General Sao sound familiar to you? So, General So. It's T-S-O. Anything ringing for you? I already knew. You already knew? Yeah. I'm giving you an opportunity to say. Oh, oh. Hey, Divya, what do you have in a pot right now? Chicken. Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) General So (laughs) is also... um, He's part of a dish called General So's Chicken. If you've ever gotten Chinese takeout, it's on the menu. Is it so? Is it so? I don't know. I don't know either. It's T-S-O for it's the folks tasty. listening. It's tasty. It's tasty. Sometimes. You get it from the right it's place. It's kind of heavy. Let me tell you about General So's Chicken. Is he tasty and heavy? Oh, chicken. Right. Um, I'm not going to tell you about this dude. He's kind of boring. I mean, I read about it. It was like all wars, and I was like, I'm bored, so I didn't read it. So I'm going to talk about the chicken dish named after him. Um, it's invented by Chef Peng of the Chinese National Government. He escaped from Taiwan. Oh, he escaped to Taiwan, sorry. He escaped from China to Taiwan after the defeat of the communists during the revolution of 1949. Okay. Um, he created it as a dish for a banquet that was welcoming a very important chairman. So you can see, like, lending this national hero's name to the dish is kind of giving a pride to the entire banquet. hmm um, Wait, also 1949 was a big year. Very big year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot happened, including Shit. the invention of General Tso's chicken. Yeah, all right. Um, so his original dish is very sour, hot, and salty, which is not what we know. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. He took... No, don't say it, Amanda. I'm not saying it. Uh, I don't know what you're going to say, and I don't want to hear it. Um, um, but when Hot it came... No. Salty. Did you describe it as thick? Man, I'm moving on. So when it came to America, okay. as with everything that comes to America, the sugar content went up. Okay. So sugar the General Tso's chicken that we know is actually perfected by two New York restaurateurs. They went, to, right. they went to Taiwan. They were like, Kind of got the vibe, and they were like, oh, I'm going to change it. Uh, yeah, and this like is, American food. And this is like the 90s, I think. Whoa. It's some time. Some time has passed. I'm going to say the 70s or the 90s. That's a large... Those are two very... That's either 30 years or 50. Anyways, some time has passed. They, um, the specific region that this is from is called the Hunan region. And this Hunan region Chinese cuisine blows up so much in New York City. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And along because those restaurateurs bought it over, obviously the dish becomes very popular here in New York. Yeah. Um, but at the but like 
by the time, like, Peng, the actual chef who invented it, he gets an opportunity to open a restaurant here in New York. Mm -hmm. And when he makes the dish that he invented, it's not popular at all. Yeah. Uh, Because people feel like it's been done. There's better versions of it out now. That kind of thing. And so... I'm sure they just didn't like it because it wasn't sweet. Yeah. Essentially. And then I thought... I was watching this TED Talk of this woman who was talking about Chinese dishes being Americanized. And she shows a picture of So's chicken to a retired Peng many years later. Mm-hmm. And he just, he goes, in Chinese, goes, nonsense. And then returns <laughs> to playing Mahjong. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Sometimes old people are the best. It, yes. Sometimes. <laughs> I said sometimes. Um, what is General So's chicken's companion dish, essentially, is orange chicken. Very similar story of orange chicken is not a dish that exists in China. So there was a general orange. (laughs) And... General orange? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, so orange chicken, very similar kind of dish. People almost, like, exchange the two, you know, in a sense. I definitely didn't know that there was a difference at all. I don't think there is. Um, (laughs) Even... So it's... Orange chicken is developed at a Panda Express in Hawaii in 1987. Dear God. And even the Panda Express founder and owner, Andrew Chernig, basically goes, yeah, it's just a variation of General Tso's chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's also Sheldon's favorite food, the Big Bang Theory. And this brings me to my second talking point. Why we hate Big Bang Theory. So many reasons. Misogyny. It's, it's just a bad portrayal of nerd culture. I agree. I do understand its charm when it came out, which is that no one was talking at a high school level of comedy <laughs> during, like, the early 2000s, and it was refreshing to see actual knowledge being discussed on the screen, even though they were constantly making fun of it. Ugh, so bad. Yeah. Just... It gives nerds a bad name. So many bad stereotypes. Yep. Ooh, oh. Why? And then there's young Sheldon. Oh my god. And he dresses in suits. But he, he dresses in t-shirts when he grows up. What is oh. that? That makes sense. None of it. None of it makes sense. None of it. Anyways, this brings me back to Panda Express. <laughs> How? Because we were talking about it before. <laughs> Um, as you remember, Orange Chicken developed at a Panda Express. I want to tell you a little bit about Panda Express because I actually think it's a really interesting parallel of like. So remember when wait, I said. Wait. All I want you to know is that right now, every time you say Panda Express, all I can think of is Planet Express from Futurama. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that information. Futurama is the best show ever. Do you ever see the Poplar episode? No, I've seen so little of Futurama. Never mind. You'll show it to me at some point. I will. Anyway, they're babies. They eat babies. A lot of them. Not in soup. Okay. They don't put them in soup. I'm not interested in babies. They do kind of look like orange chicken, but without the actual orange on it. Ew. Okay. I want to move on from this. General orange. General orange. (laughs) Um... So, Panda Express, <laughs> there are a number of factors that lead to Panda Express being the what it is today, right? 
Um, and remember I was talking about the 1851 Yellow River flood? I just want to bring it back because I want us to travel from China to America and around the same time. There's too many bear sticks around. What? Bear sticks. That's what you said before. Oh, yeah. Bear branches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bear sticks. You're right. I was just also thinking about bear arms and I was like, this is a variation on bear arms. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Tonight, we have brought you bear sticks, bear arms, and bear branches. <laughs> Anyways, we are moving on. I'm trying to connect my story back to where it started. All single men just eat panda <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, 1851, Yellow River Flood happening in China, it leads to the whole thing of General So kind of chicken happening, right? Yeah. On the other side of the world, in America, in California, where we live, um, the gold rush is happening. During the gold rush, um, you have a bunch of Chinese immigrants coming over to seek their fortune in gold. Um, This kind of blooms into San Francisco's Chinatown. And this is the crazy part. We, as as a country... As an ideology, very racist. This um, look that you're giving me, I was like, "Oh damn, <laughs> this isn't gonna be good." Is it? <laughs> we didn't. We were very racist towards Chinese people. Yes, and? I don't. Want, and this, but the best part is, we had the Chinese Exclusion Act in 1882. Yep. There were a bunch of people like writing whole newspaper columns about this is a threat to the American way of life. Mm-hmm. They could not stop Chinese food from becoming the cuisine, like. It was a big thing in San Francisco, and then it hopped over to New York, and Cantonese restaurants became such a big, like, booming industry. Yeah. And the outsider interest in the 1890s leads to Chinese chefs altering and inventing dishes to please them, which brings (laughs) us back to General So and Orange Chicken. Yeah. In 1983, um, these two Chinese immigrants, they start an inn called the Panda Inn, and they are draw. They make some dishes there. They get an offer to do a faster takeout version of their food for a mall food court. It ends up being called Panda Express. Okay. Panda Express is now has over more than twenty three hundred stores with forty forty seven hundred associates and three billion dollars in sales. It is one of the biggest takeout um, slash like fast food things in america are you gonna tell me at some point they had like a dish called surf and turf they did what they did no one of the dishes it premiered in 2010 or something like that it's the samurai surf and turf it is marinated shrimp with angus top sirloin wok seared with red bell peppers string beans and crispy diced t- potatoes i had such a tough time saying potatoes 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 <laughs> that is disgusting in a zesty samurai sauce would you get seafood from panda express i know people who regularly do i'm so sorry so remember we had this conversation not on the podcast but off podcast we do do that sometimes because we have been friends for about two weeks it's really unfortunate though at some points we just like look at each other and we're like this would be great content and stop talking <laughs> we save it all for the podcast not at all <laughs> we just never stop talking <laughs> um you were like how do you come up with like where you start for your podcast like 
once you hear the topic, yeah. when I heard surf and turf, this was the dish that popped in my mind. I've never heard the words. The first time I heard surf and turf was when I stood in a Panda Express when this dish was like a new dish and they were promoting it. I had literally never heard of it before then. I literally had never eaten Panda Express until like 2018. I power to the Asians. That's all I have to say. What? Power to the Asians. How does me not eating Panda Express have to do with... Despite you not contributing to their sales, they have made it thus far. I'm just like, why why do you eat Panda Express? What do you mean? It's gross. Okay. It's kind of tasty sometimes. (laughs) It is the... It's fast food. It's like when you're in the mood for fast food, it's good. Okay. Is it quality? No. 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 It is quantity. It is quantity. Yeah. No, 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 no. I will not be ordering the Samurai Serpent Turf, though. No. 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 Oh, seafood at Express. Oh. Anyways, I got chicken stock on the stove. So. Oh, oh, let's do this. Let's wrap it up. Um, before we leave... Do you want? Do you want to do it? Do you want me to do it? Who's doing it? I'm Please? doing it. I'm doing it. No. You got to say I'm Amanda, and you got to say that's Divya. So I want to say it. I'm Amanda. Mm, I'm. I'm Divya. No, I'm Janice. No, you're Greg. I'm Greg. Yeah. Anyways, Lewis, what's our next topic? Why is he just staring at us? It's- Oh, because it's trains. <laughs> you stole it. It's trains. <laughs> it's trains. Trains. Or train. I am very stuck on this one. I am actively researching and failing. You're going to love mine. I already know what I'm doing. Are you doing smash and pass on trains? No. Damn it. I really want us to do different model trains and then go smash or pass on them. Oh, God. All right, let's wrap this up. Um. So, we have an Instagram now. It's called how did we get here underscore confusion. Please, please follow us. I will be doing a little photo montage of each episode and linking it there. And then you'll know when our episodes are posted. It's a great way to keep in touch. I will also post selfies and exclusive content of me and Amanda. Oh, God. There's a lot of reasons to follow. Exclusive content. There are a lot of reasons to follow. And one of them mainly being, please let me live my dream out as a social media influencer. I wanted nothing more in these 22 years of existence than to be an influencer. Please so follow me. let us recoup our costs by buying all this recording equipment <laughs> at some point when we have enough of a following to get a Patreon. Um, also, things that will help with that. Follow us on Spotify. We officially have 10 listeners, as you heard at the beginning of this. Yeah. And rate us. Rate us. As, give us stars, preferably Five. five. Five um, stars would be good. Now listen, we're not telling you what to do. Give us five stars. Just, you know, your mother. She she didn't raise you like this. What is the point of rating something if you're not just going to tell them how good of a job they're doing? All right? Who five. is Lewis waving to? <laughs> five stars. He's clearly waving to himself who's already in the house because he's so done with it. Um, and we'll be here again in two weeks. As always, Will we're we? so consistent about this. Ridiculously consistent. Every two weeks, we drop an episode. So in two weeks, we'll be here. Somehow. We'll be just as insane, if not more. Probably more. My mom Definitely will be more. here. 
Um, and I want to say thank you so much if you've made it to the end of this episode. <laughs> Sincere props. <laughs> this one was the most unhinged. Yeah, we, this is the most unhinged episode. <laughs> and I want you to always, always ask yourself this. How do we get here? How do we get here? <laughs> <laughs>